And then though too. It's the Good Morning Football Podcast. My name is Kay Adams. Hi, Peter Schrager. Hi, Kay Adams. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm wonderful. Awesome. Kyle, how are you feeling about the Falcons and Pats? We're keeping it on fleek. All day on fleek. <laughs> No, I feel good. I feel good that we finally... All day on fleek? All day, the all entire day, day all day, fleek. all day, er day. Um, Kyle, you're, you're 38 now. Fleek, I, isn't that crazy? Fleek can't happen. No, I should, there's a cutoff on there. Like, you, yeah. can't, you can't wear a beer can helmet, you can't do a beer funnel, and you can't talk about on fleek when you're 38. What else can't you do when you're 38? Um, hmm, that's a good question for Twitter. Um, no, I, the beer can helmet, I, I remember I used to do a beer funnel all the time, too, when you I was in do college. A funnel. I, I think funnel's ageless. I don't know about that. He's, if someone so, showed up and you're at a, a back, like a backyard barbecue, go on and brought a funnel and said, "Hey, you want to funnel one beer?" You'd be like, "I can't. I'm 38." I would go do it, but I would feel like it goes against an years a-hole. of tailgating with your parents at college. And you see all of those like right. salt and pepper, wonderful men in their golf shirts just taking it down. You're right. I'll probably still do it. Yeah, yeah. I'll put some Everclear in. It Hi, Nate. <laughs> What's up, Kay? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Can't all right. Complain. Here's the deal. What's up? You. We're talking into microphones right now like we're about to record a song. You, in fact, recorded oh. a song this past weekend. I did. Um, I went to L.A. I took a flight right after the show, and I linked up with Mike Studd, who was a recording artist. He actually was a Duke baseball player, All-American, and then went into music after he left college. Diehard New England fan. Yeah, diehard New England fan. He linked up with uh, Marcus Stroman who is the pitcher for the Blue Jays, and they got this track called Shine, and they wanted me on the remix. And, so and I did went you up spit bars about Peter Schrager, Kyle Brandt, and Kay Adams? Uh, that's going to be on the next hit single. Oh, mm-hmm. and is it's that a country song, Nate? What kind of music are we talking about? Uh, is it going to be called Outshine? Okay, okay, rap. <laughs> I like it. We'll call that one Outshine. Outshine. Oh, I like okay. that. I like See, that. I got Shine you. out. So, so yeah, wait, so coming soon. You go soon. out there, you're in like a recording studio. I'm picturing like, uh, you know, Dr. Dre and, you know. We, the- we had an a engineer in there. Really? We had Mike Studd in there, and he's like, yeah, yeah, say that one again. Uh, double up again. How about we do some ad libs? Uh-huh. First time you've done Relax this Relax a little bit. Nah, I've recorded in the studio before. So, you know, it, it was something that I, I, I enjoyed doing. I mean, you want me to give y'all a little sample of yeah. the I, verse? Are you kidding me? Let's okay. go. Yeah, I mean, wait, this wait, is wait, the podcast. This is exclusive. Is Mike Studd okay with this legally? No, you know. Do you do this a cappella, Nate? you need a beat like how does it work no 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 i'll do it acapella you know what i'm saying so it's basically the 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 song is called shine so my my verse comes in like this we're not here to play the game we're about to chalk it out first we silence the critics then give them something to talk about yeah it's been a long time coming this is a victory lap we spent a long time running on and off the field i've been closing out them deals man no need to copycats when i've been cloning dollar bills facts and we just getting started. Cheat code. The game is fixed. We going to win regardless. See, y'all didn't want to listen when I told you I was ready. Now I'm flying in the jetty putting truffles on spaghetti. Ooh. <laughs> so make your next move your best move. Who going to check us when we out here making chess moves? Exquisite things with kings and queens. Sleepwalking wide awake. These is dreams. You see the bright lights come with the highlights. And you know we going to ball when the time right. So that's it. It's a little something, man. Nate, Nate. this is fantastic. Right, my question, do you have the, the audio track first and you rap to it, or do you have those bars and then you adjust to the song? No, so I, I heard the song, and I reached out to him, and I was like, you know, we talked about us doing a song together. This is the one. He said, yes, we would love to have you on a song. So from there, I listened to the beat over and over again, and I just recite in my head until I memorize the whole thing. So I don't really write things down. I just kind of recite it until I memorize Nate, so the many. Verse. So many athletes want to be rappers. So many rappers want to be athletes. You're right. When the athletes do it a lot of times, it doesn't go great. And it, it goes out and it gets mocked and everyone makes it fun of it. You know, it we, we, I mean, Kobe was out there rapping. Kobe. And you Shaq. Know, it's a Shaq. Yeah. And the Shaq Ricky Waters. <laughs> Ricky Waters. So when, when you do that and you're going to put it out and it's going to be I'm open for it. And I'm, Are you I'm, making I'm, nervous? Yeah, yeah. I'm almost waiting for it. And there's things that I've done in the past playing around and it's leaked out to the public. And the first thing fans do because the history of athletes rapping, yeah. they say, oh, it's terrible. I, I don't even want to listen. It's terrible. The one thing about me and rap is I didn't, like, wake up wanting to be a rapper. I just fell in love with hip-hop when I was very young, and I fell in love with poetry when I was in high school. So I've been writing poetry my, all my life, and it's a little bit of a th- therapy, but it's also a way for me to kind of show my creative juices. I feel um, like I'm doing something artistic when I'm writing poetry. Uh, it just so happens that for me, poetry and rap are the same thing. So I'm excited about the verse and, and the song that, and you know, and what happens when it comes out and how it will be received. But at the end of the day, I'm just trying to do whatever it is I can do to 
be creative. I hear you. I have so many. It's like you, KB. You know, it's like you, Pete. Like, if we put ourselves in a box, then we'd just be doing one show. Well, that's you know? the thing. But I, we all do so many different things because we love so many different that's things. That's what I love. I mean, we do five days of shows. I, I flew out to L.A. also for a work thing, and Nate says, I'm going out to L.A. also. Why? Because I'm going to go, you know, record a single. And then... Gets in the studio that day, records yeah. it, and it's because it's a passion, right? Yeah, I mean, that's it's a passion. That's interesting. Working with KB, who who's an actor, yeah. right? And that's right. Did, did a little bit of everything. So I love that. You know, we all love football, but there's so many more levels to to it's what the best, we do. Man. So we what couldn't did, do it if it was just football. Yeah, yeah. So what did Mike Stud say? Like, was he happy with? Yeah, it? he was, was happy. Was he gonna say he was happy no matter what? Like, no, no, because he came mm-hmm. out to New York with a group of people. And he was like, yo, what's up? You got the verse ready? And I was like, yeah. I was like, okay, before we start drinking, because we were downtown at Catch, and I was like, this is going to be a long night. I was like, before you start drinking, you need to hear this verse um, so you can give me your honest opinion. And I started spitting, and halfway through, he's like, you ain't got to say no more. We're good. Just let me know when you're on the court. No way. What a so, confidence. Yeah. You know, for, and I, you know, I went in there humble. I'm like, look, I'm a football player. You know, I've rapped before, but let me know how you feel. He said, Nate. I've had a lot of rappers come here. Try, a, lot of act, a lot of athletes try to come here Has and do he, this rapping thing. And, yeah, he, he's like – you got it. You're good. Okay, so my last question on this, because I'm fascinated by it, is it – this sounds so – okay, I know I'm the white guy in my 30s talking. Does it come out on an album? Is it going to be leaked his next album, on Twitter? His like, next wh- album where do things is, get launched now? Yeah, his next album is going to drop this year. He had an album drop uh, about a year and a half, two years and ago. He's on a label and everything? He's an independent artist. Okay. And he just got done with a reality show that was, I want to say, maybe on Bravo – Really big, toured all over the world. This is Mike Stud. Mike Stud has crazy following. Like, if you look at his Twitter following, people love him. Girls love him. He's like, you found him on Twitter. If I could describe him how somebody, he's like, he's like a little bit more lyrical. White Drake. So he got, his, he has a melodic tone to him. He can like rap, like spit bars. He's like, a white guy. White dude. Okay. And uh, and he's uber talented. So this remix is gonna come out. What I wanted to do is premiere it on our show what? once the Super Bowl ends. So you know how they do the highlight package of like all the, the plays. Best clips. And I want to do that for either the Super Bowl or the season. When we do our season wrap-up. Look back in the season. Just three minutes of this song. It's called Shine. Shine, and the yeah. song's applicable because it's all about like, just shining in the right I moment. I want Julio in the Tampa Bay on the tippy toes making that play. Right. Exactly. I want that with your song. Behind. Is exactly. there a chorus or is it just is it uh, verses? How does yeah, it work? It's like, put the bright lights on, I'll shine on them. Put them bright lights on. Put them bright lights on. This is my moment. Do it ah. one time for the boy. So that's what it is. It's, it's, it's kind of like shining. You know what, Nate? I remember sometimes we talk about making the band when they did rap, you know, and it yeah. was Pete Diddy and Bad Boy, and they had them all in the house, and it was Chopper <laughs> yeah. and all those guys. Wow, Kay just set something down really cool in front of me. It's really shiny. It might be a bottle full of adult spirits. Um, <laughs> but no, just to finish the thought, I remember one time they went in the recording booth, and they were all doing a rap and a rhyming and stuff, and they, Diddy came in to listen to it, and they're like, this is it. They're going to listen to it. He's going to give us a record deal. It's going to be it. And then it was just them like rapping for like 20 minutes. And I remember Diddy's like, you got to have a chorus. Without a chorus, you don't have a song. Otherwise, it's just a rap. Yeah. So you're saying Shine has a chorus. It has, it a, song. It has a real catchy chorus. So you guys are going to like it, man. It's, it's a really really fun track and uh i think it's gonna it's gonna kind of it's gonna make its way as like the summer anthem so it's fun but so, there's there's one one small um couple of lines in there that applies to like my life and what we do on the show and i think how we all kind of look at things um and i say sleep walking wide awake these is dreams because like you know i, I wake up every day and it's early in the morning yeah, not everything we do is easy because I, I feel like we all got individual grinds, families, and different jobs. But, like, we are sleepwalking wide awake. Like, we're living the dream. We got a show in Manhattan. We get paid well. We got roof overhead, clothes on our back. And I enjoy working with you guys. So, like, we're living the dream. Like, some people have to go to sleep to dream. We wake up and we have it every day. Shine. Shine. I love it. The, the best part about your story, and the song is going to be amazing, all that is – you tell me and Kay when we're on set that, oh, yeah, I also went to Vegas afterwards. So can you finish your weekend up for us? So th- that was a long day. <laughs> Imagine if you talk about a weekend and don't even include that you went to Vegas that yeah. weekend. <laughs> so that, that, pretty much, that, that, that pretty much says exactly what happened in Vegas. So I, I went to bed around 2, 3 in the morning. I was up for Having over 24 hours. Having been up since 3 a.m. Right. So in West Coast time, yes, 1 a.m., right? 24 plus. So 24 plus. And I don't sleep in for some reason. I didn't close the curtains, so I wake up early. I should have slept. I probably would have had more juice for Vegas. I leave to go to Vegas around 6 o'clock. Is it in the plans you're going to Vegas? No, it was kind of last minute. (laughs) But one of the guys that came on the show, you guys remember him. His name was John. He had a friend with him. Is this Vanilla Gorilla? No, no, no. No, no, He's a different guy. My boy. Yeah, yeah, John. He's uh, he's, uh, 
One of my guys, he's like, Nate, let's go to Vegas. I'm like, cool. He books two tickets, books the hotel. And you're sitting at the Southwest Gate? Like, and what I'm are like, we doing I'm like, here? all right, I got you. How much do you need? He's like, Nate, come on, man. Don't worry about it. Like, it's what good to have guys? friends that <laughs> do big things. Don't worry about it. So then I get there, and I'm like, all right, cool. Let me go recharge my batteries. You land at McCarran Airport. I'm hurting, yeah. <laughs> Limo comes, picks us up. Limo. We, like a 24-seater. Like wow. <laughs> so he's like, it's going down. And I got a whole different group of guys that are party animals that are celebrating birthdays. So I'm like, all right, cool. It's perfect. My little brother is down there at a wedding, but I didn't even know. So I'm like, I'm going to get everybody together. It's going to be a crazy night. Then I'm going to fly back to New York. I'm having anxiety even thinking about this. Listen, I get in there. I lay in the bed. I'm like, all right, it's 8 o'clock. I'm going to sleep for about an hour, shower, and then I'll be good to go around 11. Saturday. I lay down. This is Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. I lay down at nine, about 8.45 p.m. I wake up. It's 11.40. Moment of truth. And yeah. are you, are you, are you, Moment are you, of truth. That shower's right there. Yeah. It's a ticket out. My chest is hurting. Yeah. It felt like, you remember the Matrix when they pulled the plug out? That's how I felt like. <laughs> and he's in all that goo yeah. and that pod. Yeah, I felt yeah, like man. I just pulled the plug out of me. Your I'm like, muscles of atrophy. Did you not do it? You stayed home? So I'm looking. My guy comes knocking on the door. John, he's like, yo, what's up, bro? Are you ready? Josh is calling me. Yo, what's oh, up? No. It's going down. We're, we're headed to the of club. Of course. Nobody's here. Yeah, I'm like, give me a second, man. I just, I just waking up. I'm hopping in the shower. I pick out my clothes, hop in the shower, get dressed. I'm like, Nate, it's just over. lay down. You're dressed. Just, just lay down, Nate. Lay down. I got, I got my chains on. Watch. I'm feeling good. <laughs> John's like, I'll be downstairs gambling. Wake me up. Or come get me when you, when you come downstairs. I like, cool. I look at myself in the mirror. There's nothing better than that bed. I said, there's nothing better than this bed. And here's <laughs> the thing. But you're already dressed. I disagree I with your entire story. If I'm dressed and I've picked out what I'm wearing but and I, I'm showered okay, and I'm out My body was so fatigued. And here's the thing. This is M. Then Night Shyamalan. I, I cannot <laughs> believe the <laughs> twist in this. Yeah, me too. I thought when you hit the shower, it's over. You're yeah. out. You're done. But you're so committed. then Ends up with Lady Gaga in the club. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. At, so 6.11 is my flight time. I changed it. 6 a.m.? So you'd have to go straight to the airport. But I changed it to 6 a.m. for some reason about 24 hours prior because I thought to myself I need to wake up early and I was going to get home at 2 I wanted to watch the game with my kids with my wife and I thought to myself I could either stumble to the airport hammered hungover like with everyone else yep with everyone else um, hurting on the plane and then basically sleeping throughout the day and not watching these games or I can walk on the plane completely sober show up real rested have fun with my family and enjoy Sunday football with the Burlesons, and I decided to do the letter. Mm. Well, you're making and everybody that goes to Vegas feel bad. And, and look I was bad. talking to Kyle, and Kyle was like, "Sounds like maturity. You're mature. You're a good man. And, all grown up, and all grown up. And it, it was one of those moments. And I've been, I've done this before, but I think this was more. It was more about coming home Sunday the right way. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to come home, you know, with a clear mind and enjoy Sunday football. And on top of that, I had to be aware of the game so I can talk about them. With intelligence on when TV. you come home on Sunday, you're on. It's not like you're when you're 23 and you yeah. go and you order the pizza and leave the door open so I the pizza man can walk in. I can't in your shut house. my family out. I can't no, shut you got to be on. Yeah. I, I get that, man. Yeah. You got to show up in shape. Yeah. Hear that, Traeger? I know. You we're taking, show up in shape. We're taking notes. Okay. <laughs> I'll give you really quickly my weekend. After the show, I flew out to Los Angeles. Um, I was working an event for Fox called the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl. So you have your Senior Bowl, you have your East West Shrine Game Bowl, then there's this other event, which Nate found pretty interesting. All ex-players were the coaches, and they're being contracted out by the NFLPA. So it's who we got. So Say the name: John Kitna. God bless. T.J. Hushmanzada, Tori Holt, Andre Reed, uh, Antonio Pierce, Jackie Slater. These were the coaching staffs, and these guys were the kids who weren't invited to the East West That's or the Senior cool. Bowl. It's great. So my role, having no knowledge of these kids, we're talking about Tariq Cohen, the running back at an NC uh, A&T, or <laughs> the, you know, Joel Klatt and Joe Davis called it, and they were like studying these players for weeks. They know them. Cold. They know all of them. Yeah. They know their hip swivel, their numbers, their measurements. <laughs> I, I don't know anything, but my job was to interview the people on the sidelines. So that was very cool. I interviewed Andre Reid, interviewed Tory Holt, interviewed Marquette King, who was at the event because they discovered him from Fort Valley State. Well, oh, that's why he went. That's he played in that went. game. He's an alumnus. Oh, I didn't know that. that he was discovered by scouts from. Playing in that game. Wow. So it was pretty cool. Um, but similar, I took a red eye home and walked in my door at 9 a.m. on Sunday, and my wife, a saint, let me sleep for four hours. So I got 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. I'm waking up, and I see Bradshaw and Howie Long and Strahan doing the pregame show, and I'm good to go, and I was ready. But your body, awesome. your body works in mysterious ways. It'll talk to you. It'll talk to you. It'll I don't shut understand you down. Gotta shut how it down. you guys take these flights across the country. I, oh, no. when we go to Houston next week, 
and we get there, I'm going to need bye guys. Really? Because I'm going out. I'm, then for, right when we Tuesday get there? Tuesday night, I will. Hey, let's do it. I will go out. We got to do it. Why are you so sure the, about that? Be, because the bird is out of the cage. <laughs> I spread them wings, baby. Because I need to live. I feel you. Because I am in bed every single night of my life by nine o'clock. Right. Putting truffles on spaghetti. Putting truffles on spaghetti <laughs> you know, uh, on fleek. No, but in truth, I'm a peacock. Uh, yeah. In truth, it's just I love. Gotta let me fly. And we'll talk about it, okay? Because you made a great point in the show this week that like you can't be a rookie at Super Bowl. You can't go guns blazing Monday night when there's three people in town. But then again, we're rookies together at Super Bowl, we so are. we can act reckless. We're on a new team. You're right. We exactly. Right. I just I just find it a fun event when there's people like I don't get to see everyone of all course. the time, and it's like the NFL world converges. So I don't want to waste a minute sitting at home, you know, reading a book. Wow. What we'll about see you? About I don't know if I'm going out or not. This is my tenth Super Bowl that I've been to, and I never go out. We always stay in. So what's Jim Rome's rule? It's, it's Kyle, a that's trip. crazy. It's a business trip. We stay in. We get our work done. We, we got to do. Done. We got to do some of no, it Nate, together. Me, I'll let it go a little bit. Yeah. You know, I got a little bit. Yeah. Um, Listen, I left in the middle of this podcast. Guys, oh yeah. there's, there's an app. Open this. There's an app where you can order alcohol online. Really? This they kid. It? This just kid just this? delivered it on a bike. Didn't ask me for my ID. Didn't have like what? high school kids have it so easy these days. Oh my god. All they, is that all that they have to do? Well, you, I think you got to have some type of clarification, right? When you There's sign up nothing. For the app. Nothing. No. What do you mean? You got a credit card. I guess the, that's that all the, you need. It's just like any website that says, are you 18 or older? So what yeah. yes, talking I am. about is she, yeah. sent, she sent a very uh, shiny package down in front of me. It's my 38th birthday. It's a, it looks like a bottle. I'm just hoping if I shake it, I hope that it's like really bright turquoise blue oh, bottle. That's, oh, that's, I that's what I'm hoping. That's what, oh, please. I'm so disappointed. Oh, yeah. Ginning is winning. That's right. Bombay Sapphire, my favorite distilled spirit. Kate, this is awesome. Are you sure you don't want you're not a Tangare guy? No, I no. I, I respect the Tank Ten. Good. I respect all of them, but this is my girl I right have here. Time. All I do is gin. This is my. This is my one. Enjoy. Oh, thank you. Enjoy her. Ted Jin. Thank you. Ted Jin down the sideline. Ted Jin down. This is awesome, Kate. We love thank you, Kyle. Friday we afternoon, you, I will be tapping. We hope with you us. had a nice day with us today. We did. Super nice. Yeah. We had a cake. We had everything. It was fun. Should we? Uh, yeah, let's get into it. Do a story for us? Nah, nah. Let's get into it. Trigger, are you ridiculously so excited about the Falcons being the Super Your Falcons? Proud. Are you a proud? Father? Proud. I'm not, not a fan. Squad? Flight squad? I'm not a fan <laughs> of the Falcons, but I'm proud of the Falcons because um, forget me in the equation because I went out on a limb early on in this thing. It was like, oh, they're the team to watch. And you know, on Twitter, I get a lot of, hey, thanks for being with I'm not a fan. You can't be a fan because you're capital J or what? I, no, not because of the journalism. I trusted my eyes when I saw them. And I, I've been around the league enough where I feel like, okay, this team is a little different than others. Like I was around the Broncos last year, late in the season. I'm like, oh, they, they'll, they've got something. And years ago... I remember when it was uh, the Cardinals went on that crazy run in the playoffs and got to the Super Bowl. I was like, all right, this team's got something special. Can you define it? I don't know what it is. It's a certain confidence and an excitement amongst the players. So I was around them week 12, week 13, and week 16, and then again, divisional rounds. So I've done them a lot towards the end of the season. And to see them on a national stage two weeks in a row, like fulfill what I expect and not let me down, I'm proud. Not of myself, but of them, because I think they've been hearing – yeah, but mm-hmm. for the entire season, and that franchise as a whole has been a real yeah, but franchise. And the key word that you always heard is soft. Mm-hmm. Like, they're soft. The Falcons, they've always got, you know, a, Matt Ryan's the sweetest guy, yeah. and Dan Quinn's a nice guy. Finesse. I mean, who doesn't Finesse. love Matt Ryan? How can you not love Matt Ryan? Can you love Matt Ryan, or are you just blah on Matt Ryan? He's That's vanilla what it is. granola. So vanilla. Are you can seen you that love way? Me? Right. I remember. No, he is. He is. Matt Ryan is the guy. Who is just a super nice Boston College, says all the right things, no, no controversy. Like you move in with him in his building and you don't know him that well, but you still, and you don't know anybody in that city. Nice You're giving him the spare key. Yeah, what's up? You're Matt, right? Can you He's help me get on this couch? Can, yeah, can spare you, key, no problem. You ask him to help water, you move? Can you water my yeah, plants? Right? Can you feed my cat? That He'll kind do of thing. all that stuff for you. And, and Brady's a killer, right? Like Brady, as much as he's like the suave guy, you know when it comes down to it, he's an assassin. Yeah. Ryan, to me, has got all the skills in the world. He just hasn't done it yet. And once he does it, I think we won't think of him as Mr. Nice Guy, Mr. All Shucks. Like, I, well, maybe d- he can have it all, be a nice guy with a ring. Maybe. And Kay, you said it last week. It was less than four months ago. We did an interview with Matt Ryan, and he was talking about what kind of yogurt he liked. You don't ask, you know, a lot of killers. You don't ask a lot of guys right. who are, you know, cutthroat competitors. And the answer is probably vanilla. You, you know, know? <laughs> and, and I like, you know, black cherry. Yeah, you, you wouldn't yeah, even think you. to ask. Right. It's like embarrassing. But he's such a nice guy, and he's so engaging. Um, so long story short, the Falcons just just demoralized the Packers, and I felt like all week I was saying that on air that they were going to light it up and light it up, and then for them but to actually do it. You still don't see Brian as an assassin, and you just took out the like. The baddest guy. Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And still, because he's, 
He's, such, he's a nice guy. He's such a That's nice it. guy. I keep, I keep. Is it okay to have a nice guy? Like Cam Newton That's was dabbing question. all over the place and right. taking selfies, and it was he was a cool guy. Cam Newton never comes off as you know, Mister. You know, everyone can wrap their arms around him. Matt sure. Ryan, I feel like if you're an average fan walking down the street, you can have a 20 minute conversation with Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's as, as much as we talk about the quarterbacks, what I keep saying is I was shocked, and I don't get shocked by much. I was shocked with the Falcons defense did Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that was if we all talked about it at 43, 41. It, the, if we would have said the Packers go to halftime with zero, it's ridiculous. None of us would have said they'd have less than 18 I points. I was drunk at halftime. Wasn't at that ridiculous? Score. And then, I mean, that hit that I think it was Poole Oof. had on Aaron Rodgers. Oof. I said, get Brett Henley up. Like, he is coming in the game. There's no way Rodgers gets up from that hit. It was like a, a if UFC Rup- hit. If Rupkowski doesn't fumble on the one-yard line, they're down 10 nothing early. Is this a totally different game, though? That's what I think. I think we're going nuts on it. It was 31 nothing. By the way the game ended, I say no. Didn't matter. I don't yeah. think it was their day. It, it wasn't their day, you know. Here, you know, you, you did something on the show. You talked about uh, Thomas Dimitrov, right, and him being the boss, but you know, delegating and finding and outsourcing and getting Such other bosses. Such a great bosses. story, Schrager. I didn't know it, any it was. Of that. It was fantastic because you know, like I know, you've seen, you know, owners, GMs, head coaches, they get in a position and then they say, "Okay, I'm getting all the money. I want all the praise, so I'm going to make all the decisions." And oftentimes, they sink with that ship. Because they can't handle it. I mean, look at Chip Kelly more recently. You know, he, he had to understand the hard way. No, I need to get people around me that know more than me. And be willing to get – they might get more credit. And be willing to swallow my ego. Like you said, that was a word that you used. And then, you know, I go from the front office to the sideline. And look at Dan Quinn and what he was able to do in Seattle. Having, at that time, the best defense in the NFL. Just back to back. Just a very dominating – a bully of a defense, game in and game out. And oftentimes when coaches fall from a certain tree and they go somewhere else, there's not an impact they have immediately. It takes so long or it never takes. And we reference the tree of all these coaches and where they came from, but we don't say that what they've done actually changed. Dan Quinn went to Atlanta, and he's a defensive guy. He said, okay, I'm going to try to make this defense similar to what Seattle was. I don't know if he necessarily got to that point, but they're still a really good defense. Underrated, in my opinion. Underappreciated, in our words, on the show. But what he did, more importantly, is he said, I'm going to go with a guy on the offensive side of the ball that can help this a little bit above average offense. And might get more praise than I ever get. And he has. Kyle Shanahan has came in and kind of stolen the thunder a little bit because, I mean, he's been talked about in all these head coach of vacancy. He gets talked more about than Quinn. He does. You're right. And – Dan Quinn said, I'm good with that. I'm fine with that. Listen, I know what I came here for, and that's to help this team become dominant. But I knew I needed an offensive coordinator to come in and make calls. And I can appreciate that because he was brought in, and I think same as Dimitrov. He said, you okay, I'm, I'm going to take a page out of your book. I'm going to bring in other people. I'm going to bring in other bosses. I'm bringing other minds, beautiful minds, and pay them, pay them well, and that will allow us to have success. So uh, – I, I love the Falcons, to and I piggy, love what they've done. To piggyback off that, the guy who embodies that more than anybody is Mr. Julio Jones. He's completely fine with Sanu getting all the t- looks, or yeah. Gabriel. He's never complained about the ball. He, I mean, when he wants the ball, he wants the ball. But for a number one, it an is alpha. the same thing. It's the ego thing. For an alpha like that guy, yeah. who might be the greatest in the league, to have 35 yards or less in four games, as Kay said today on the show, that was a mind-boggling thing. And you not hear him chirping about it and bitching about it and doing all of that, that shows you a guy who's not only competent and knows the, knows the game, but confident in his own security yeah. that, hey, I will get mine at some point. And committed and, to the long-term goal. And for the better you, point, we're going to win. Yeah, I don't know if you guys saw Aditi uh, had a report on NFL Network last earlier this week at one of the night, show, night shows, I think Total Access, where she was talking about Antonio Brown on a play when D'Angelo De- Williams ran it in. He almost looked defeated and like oh, really? sulking. It's a pretty interesting story where he d- didn't get the ball and Big Ben had to go talk to him on the sideline. And it's like as much as we love Antonio Brown, like if maybe you know, like that's the kind of stuff you don't want to deal with is the numbers and the Absolutely. ego and the brand awareness brand. and stuff like that. Hashtag brand. Definitely not Julio Jones. Remember when Legarrette Blunt scored the one yard touchdown? They cut to Brady in that game and he was freaking out, like fist pumping. So yes, yes, yes. Like he didn't run it in, but. I didn't hear that Antonio Brown thing. That's interesting. Yeah, I did. He had that to I say. I got to check that very out. Very interesting. I don't know. So you guys were talking about the Falcons. Nobody's talking about the Patriots. I think you no. guys are out of your minds. I know. Our show is rare in that fact because I feel like now people are getting aboard the Falcons and we've been driving the Falcons bus. 
So now it's the Patriots, and it's like, to me, Kay, I'll be honest. I know I'm going to get killed from the New England. Yeah. I'm just kind of fatigued by it. Like, it's the same team. It's the same guys. I know there's different players. Do you remember being fatigued? Like, did you have Jordan fatigue in the 90s? Like, the nope. six championships Never. in eight years. I didn't either, but I'm fatigue. from Chicago. I'm asking somebody outside. No, Nate, you said because no. there was always a new contender. Like, they never repeated. Yeah, Kobe so fatigue. There, the Patriots, though, there, too, right? there was Kobe fatigue. For sure, there's Kobe. Fatigue. Was there? Yeah. Some of that was Kobe's personality and his off the off the court stuff, you know. But you're saying Patriots fatigue because I don't have it at all. I to, love it to like the new shiny thing, Peter. And like you built, you don't like building. You don't like Home Depot. You built the bus that drives the hype train sure. for the Falcons, and you've definitely influenced. I think the four of us yeah. were on board with you. Like I don't even. What week was it that we were talking about the basketball story? That was like week eleven. Week mm-hmm. eleven, right? Yeah. And you were. We were all. I mean, I'm. It's so alluring. And I understand the fatigue. It's a shiny it's, object. It's, it's new. Of course. But, but it's still the Patriots. Like, he, on this show, on GMFB, we talked about it. We talked about the Patriots. We talked about underappreciated storylines. And on more than one occasion, we've talked about the Patriots' success and even Tom Brady. And we try to remind the football world, okay, we might be fatigued a little bit by the success of this organization we might even be fatigued by Tom Brady seem, seeming like he's, it's the he's best storyline out there. Tom Brady, What's Brady, the best story? Him be, them doing it again. Him getting five. Him it's getting awesome. more than anybody in NFL history. I think they don't get him doing it after getting the one after being suspended. That's the best story you can have. I think they don't have, get right? And, and I'm, I'm upset that Bill Belichick doesn't get consideration for coach of the year. They just write him off because, oh, they're good again. And you got to have these, these circumstances. Oh, you're a new coach. You got a new guy. Your quarterback goes down. All these different things and all these different reasons why they give it to different coaches in different places. But, like, why why couldn't you give it to Bill Belichick? How, why couldn't you give him coach of the year when he had uh, Garoppolo and Brissett out there? He loses Gronk. That's fine. Loses let's Gronk. Like, let's leave coach I'm mad of the year. about that. That's fine. Can the Falcons beat – the Patriots. Yes, 100%. And you guys are – this is going to be like a close game in your this, opinion? We're recording this on Tuesday before Super Bowl week, and I think without a doubt I'm taking the Falcons to win this game. You know what's funny? We had Eric Coleman on the show today, and we <laughs> asked him who you like in the game. He's like, yeah, i got to think about it for a little while. I don't know. I've got my time here. Monday morning we were already calling our shot, and Kay and I were talking about the Patriots, and yeah. Peter was all about the Falcons. Uh, to me, this was easy. The second the Patriots won, I'm like, oh, they're winning this whole thing. So, to you, because yeah. you and I were looking at an article online today, Dan Shaughnessy's article. The Boston and, Globe. And this is having, a great – I laughed my ass off. What? So, Dan Shaughnessy, the Boston Hammers, written for the Boston Globe forever. I didn't even read the whole thing. I didn't need to. His headline was basically like, getting ready for a Super Bowl against Atlanta. And his point, like, how can we get fired up to play Atlanta? It's not like we're beating Dallas or Green Bay, Rodgers, the Cowboys. Oh, that's that was his good. tone? It was hilarious. That was, it was tone, and this is a very Dan The Falcons aren't thing. good enough to beat? Yeah, I think it's like, it's not necessarily even the team. It's like the market and the prestige. Just, and like he, he said he the word. Putting them the down. word was meh. Yeah, he's like the Falcons, M-E-H, meh. And I laughed at it because it's such a, you know, a quote-unquote As troll. much as we're hyping up Atlanta, yes. there really isn't much history or tradition in the rivalry or in the team. As the, much as we like the Deion rivalry in the team is not sexy, but the this team itself, the players, I think that are extremely sexy. sexy as hell. Exactly right. There's not a sexier offense. And I'll be, it was NC-17. I, I think the Patriots <laughs> have a good chance to win it based off yeah. of experience and coaching and all of that. But I, they're so trim, so boring. The Patriots? Yes. They're so tell they're running me that, flea flickers tell and stuff. Me that, no, yeah. I think that they're I think it's a boring offense. I think it's a boring I, I, team. It's funny, so I, 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 so I they're, so, they're so closed up. I don't think That's so anymore. That's the fatigue that I have. You're right. I don't think I don't think they're boring um, as much as they used to be. Initially, a week ago, I said it was before the championship round of the games, I said that it's gonna be the Falcons versus the Patriots. And now was that, that your gut? That was my gut. And I said that the, the Falcons will beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Now that we're here, there's a little bit of me that's swaying because of the experience and the genius and the play calling defensively and offensively of the Patriots. I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll make a different decision. My gut usually tells me one thing closer to the game, so I'll see what happens then. Either way, I do feel like it's going to be the best game of the postseason. It could be one of the better Super Bowls of all time. And to get back to uh, you know the Falcons being meh and uh, people kind of – not being excited about this game. I've been there before as a as an athlete, not making the postseason or not making it to the Super Bowl, and then having my own Super Bowl party at my house, and I'm like, ah, oh, these two teams or whatever. Uh-huh. But I'm always entertained. It's the Super Bowl. Like, yeah, we're spoiled because we want the ultimate storyline, the ultimate rivalry, Brady versus Rodgers, the ultimate awesome. history. We want all that, but you're not going to get that every year. And the reason you didn't get it this year is because the two best teams made it. So I, I just say, shut up and enjoy some great football. 
for all the fans that are saying, well, I'm tired of seeing the Patriots are. Who are the Falcons? No. Listen, just break down the numbers. Look at what these teams have done to get here and appreciate that this is going to be very entertaining. Kyle, I mean, it, very I entertaining. Care, I don't care who wins it all. I just want a great game. Yeah, True. that's what I was like. Kyle, does it feel a little bit like Broncos, Falcons, or Chargers, 49ers, where you've got this amazing team, amazing quarterback, and then some kind of team that just like backed its way in? Like, who is this? Yes, yeah. you're right. You're Remember like, Chicago Indy? Like, yeah, it was Rex, Rex Grossman. Grossman. Peyton Manning. Yeah, but you're Chicago right. was, like, I believe, the one seed in that one. I, this okay, team, but it was Rex Grossman. This though. team no, you're Atlanta right. is and I, and Rex came out with me. He's a friend of mine. They've the got the best wide receiver Rex in the league. I know. I just feel like the San Diego Stan Humphreys, they, they shock the Steve Steelers Young, right. and they get in, and it's like, all right, they have no shot. Like this, From a franchise thing, the Broncos were the Broncos, and then they came in, and the Falcons, you knew the Falcons, even though they were 15 and 1 and the Dirty that Broncos Bird and all team that. Was so the Broncos good. team. Does this and I think the Patriots versus the Panthers was another example of that. Like it's like the Panthers, and that was actually a great game. The Jake Delon Panthers. You yeah, and it was like that's actually a great game. But this one, it has a little bit of that feel. Like everyone's talking like, in their heads. It's Patriots, and then okay, I mean, all right, the Falcons. All right, fine. That's the NFC's team. All right, but back to the Patriots. Yeah, but I think those people, and I used to be one of them. I'm a convert. I used to get caught up in the Falcons' reputation and what they haven't done, and that all those teams in the past, and they got their ass kicked by the Broncos in the Super Bowl. I've converted. This is not those Falcons. This is not the boring Atlanta team that never wins anything. They have the best offense. They have incredible players. They have the best receiver. If you're still thinking that Atlanta is bland and they're just going to show up and get their ass kicked by the Patriots, I guarantee you have not watched them play. I also think if you, you have sort of have to have short-term memory when it comes to the defense with the Falcons. If you look at what they were doing through, what, like week 10? You're right. You think they're a bad defense. They're really not. And what they did this past week against Aaron Rodgers, that's like that's the short-term memory that we need to have and, about this defense and that play calling and this one up against Brady. And all the points they gave up in those games were like garbage time. So, you you know, the, the I got killed on pro football focus a couple weeks ago because I went on Colin Coward, and I was like, they've got one of the best defenses in the league, and you wouldn't know it by the numbers because in the fourth quarter they give up garbage touchdowns when they're up there. You don't want to mess with pro football focus. They and know the, their numbers. And the stack guys came at me, and they're like, they've got the 27th ranked, you know, scoring defense. And I go, I wrote back to one of them. I said, do hey, an Hey, Poindexter. Hey, Poindexter, get out of the ba- – <laughs> no, Hey, Collinsworth. Uh, and I said, hey, look at the analysis of – the." and then one of them got back at me. I think his name was Scott Karasik. I don't know. He's on PFF. He wrote back. He's like, you actually make a good point against the Niners and the Rams. They go up 14 points in the fourth quarter. Ooh. Like – that's what it is. The, the the Packers were down thirty-one nothing. That's the important fact. The fact that the Packers ended up scoring how many right. points they did yeah. did not matter. They had to. They're just it was garbage. It. Right. You know the thing we've talked. The thing we've talked about too with this game, the tradition at K nine. I know you've been into it of the number one offense versus the number one defense. And I remember we we talk about this game a lot. That AFC Championship last year, Patriots Broncos. And I was working for Rome at the time, and we did a thing on the pregame show. Where we need to like make our pick. Like who are we gonna throw in with? And yeah, we're discussing it. Like you know who do we like? You know. He was asking for my input. And I'm like, you know, this Broncos defense is not a joke. In, in this number one defense, you don't mess with them there at home. And he was just, he was sticking to the Patriots. And it, you, there's a tendency to do that because you see Brady and you see Belichick and they're so good. And they had Gronk then. It's like, let's just ride the Patriots. They're the best coach, they're the best quarterback. It doesn't work that way. That number one defense thing is not a joke. But and this Broncos time, defense, the number one defense. No, that Broncos you defense, you cannot compare last year's Broncos defense to this year's Patriots defense. Well, statistically, Can you? right? I mean, ranking them in context. No, like, like Von yes. Miller was like one a, a machine, right. but the idea that in they the don't have a shutdown. They don't have a shutdown defense. No, it's not apples to apples. I'm just saying like, the when you pick this game, I've learned go with the number one defense. It's another reason it's why I like, they, they have the best quarterback ever. Five of the ever. last six between the first the number thing. one scoring, versus. and it's sort of nerdy and sort of PFF, but it's true. Yeah. It works. I would almost say you go with Belichick is what you're saying. You go with a game plan of the defense. You go with the the brain of Belichick was a defensive mastermind with Matt Patricia over the amazing brain of Kyle Shanahan. Like there's a chess match at play here. Wade Phillips got the best of Mike Shula and the Panthers last week last mm-hmm. year because they didn't think to have a fullback blocking or to have anyone right. shipping on Von Miller, and he blew up the game. That was a chess match. Wade Phillips wins. I think, for the most part, it's a chess match between defensive coordinator and offensive coordinator. And in the rare case of the Patriots, as much as Matt Patricia's the guy, and he's at, Belichick still is the one who's mm-hmm. behind it all, the mastermind. So can you top Bill Belichick and only – one offensive coordinator has done it in the Super Bowl the last few years, and it's Kevin Gilbride. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it hasn't been with a light-up offense. It's mm-hmm. been with the fact that the Giants have been able to hold the Patriots down. You know we haven't talked about, and we'll probably get into this a little bit more over the next 10 or so days, is the experience versus the youth. Like You look at all the teams that play well this year. You look at the postseason, and now you look at these two teams that are in the Super Bowl. There's not an overwhelming amount of young guys. You know, you know, some of these young teams that are built, 
And you think, oh, yeah, these guys are – The Atlanta defensive backs are all rookies and second-year guys. Yeah, but I'm, I'm talking about, like, the core players yes. that have made plays for these teams. When you think about the Patriots, it's Tom LeGarrette-Blunt, mm-hmm. Martellus Bennett, even Deion Lewis. Edelman. Edelman, guys that have been there offensively. Matt Ryan, Julio Jones-Sanu, even Taylor Gabriel has been in the league for quite some time. Like, it, it, there's something about experience that gets you there and kind of bodes you well. And I bring that up to say this, and I'll, I'll let you guys answer this because I'm not sure. Is there a chance that um, one of these teams has a player or two or three or maybe four or five that the bright lights are too big? I mean, we talked to we talked to we heard from Ben Roethlisberger and he came out and said it. I feel like the moment was too big for some of my guys. Mm-hmm. It's the Super Bowl. Do you believe that the moment could be too big for anybody on this team? I think I said that Atlanta defensive backfield. If the ish starts hitting the fan early and the Patriots get two quick touchdowns, yes. and you've got. Keanu Neal and Poole and Jalen Collins and uh, Ricardo Allen. And then and McDaniels all, really gets to open up the playbook. And they're first and second year guys, and they're swimming in it. And it, Yes, that's possible. And look what happened to Pittsburgh, and they're not that young. I mean, they got lost. And they also weren't yeah. under all the bright lights of the world for two weeks out of their mm-hmm. routine with a – even just halftime. Halftime's like, what, three times minutes. as long? Right. Like They're not minutes. used to that. Like We were talking about creatures of habit. You know that yeah. better than anybody. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, I think it's going to be a huge, huge difference maker. Tom Brady, 24 playoff wins and seven Matt different, Ryan three seven different Super Bowl halftimes where he's like alright what's my routine in halftime right. so like I said it, you just take out the binder that says Super Bowl they dust it off <laughs> off the dust I, and they're like alright something. here's what we're doing today here's the itinerary where right. you know Dan Quinn has been there but you know they're gonna have to they, the team hasn't Thomas played I think like nine full seasons after the age of like 30 or something who did like this Brady it's, it's, I might be a little off, but it's, after the age of 30, he's played nine full. He's 39. Yeah. NFL well, he's also se- played yeah, 32 playoff games or 33, which is another two full another seasons. Two full, it's crazy. What I'm thinking about, too, when you, especially when you're talking about the inexperience, that secondary, and then the Atlanta offense, is there any chance that this Super Bowl is just a huge blowout? Either way, because we've been really spoiled over the last decade. The games have been good, with the exception, I think, of Denver-Seattle, right, right. which got out of hand fast. Mm. So many games have been so good. I remember being a kid. Every year the Super Bowl sucked. Those Cowboys ones, the, yeah. the Niners-Chargers one. It was the, always an awful game. Yeah. And now I feel like we're in this heyday of golden Super Bowls coming down to the last play in the one-yard line. And with these offenses, I wonder if this one could get out of hand. I, I'm worried that it will, too. I just would don't you, know would you consider Packers-Falcons uh, a blowout? I did. Packers, Falcons, yeah. so Brett, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. And what about last week? What about Steelers? Yes, Patriots? both, absolutely. So yeah, it's well, we're in the middle of the worst playoff postseason ever, right? I, I mean, we got yeah. Cowboys, Packers was great, and pretty much every other That's game has it. been terrible. So I don't think this way. is going to go that way. I, I, I feel like this is two evenly matched teams, and not from a skill set, because if you're going skill on paper, you might say that Atlanta has the advantage, but from a play calling standpoint, everything balancing itself uh-huh. out, this is an evenly matched game. Okay, I want to talk about Chris Hogan. Mm-hmm. So, I, as a guy on a television show... <laughs> I for, really don't, so go on. For, <laughs> for three hours, for five, five days a week, for three hours, and we're talking about one game. We've already, we're through Tuesday, we've mentioned Hogan's name 20 times, mentioned the fact he played lacrosse 40 times. I, it's an interesting balance of emptying the clip, so to say, and, and emptying the bucket of... of Minutia, and you know you're looking for storylines, Super Bowl. And right. Everybody. So before you go down this, whatever, how many minutes do you want to spend on him? Just know that his stat line for the Super Bowl is probably going to be less than 50 yards. No, Ooh, I, maybe he might. He, he was the key I, factor in the AFC Championship. That's game. fine. So 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 is somebody different every week, right? Jonas this, Gray this could be exactly. This it could really be is. somebody it could be, else's. It could game. be Floyd. It could be. It could be crickets, Chris. <laughs> Crickets, Hogan. I like that. No more Seven Eleven. But basically, my thing is with you guys, we're 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 gonna be the show that takes the piss out of the fact that he played lacrosse. But yet on other networks and on other shows, they're gonna treat it really earnestly. Like, hey, FYI, you don't know this. He actually played lacrosse. So, yeah, how did the how, skills translate from lacrosse? Is it his cutting ability? Is being, I mean, so it's how do we balance being our usual smartass self? And also, you know, actually previewing the game and knowing that the fan, actually there might be someone out there who doesn't know that he played lacrosse. In the <laughs> Is there anybody who doesn't know that I don't at this know. point? I don't know either. Well, look, we've talked about a couple things. One, 
we are already so annoyed by the lacrosse thing. And this plays into the larger thing we do on the show, which is GMFB bingo. Which is such a great... The Antonio Thanksgiving Gates one was such basketball. a hit. The, Antonio, the Thanksgiving was great. From our family to yours, a very happy We've Thanksgiving. We've got to bring that back for Super Bowl. 100%. We have to. So the Chris, uh, the Chris Hogan played lacrosse is the ultimate fact. We get it. We get it. It's the new Antonio Gates played basketball. So we've thought about getting an actual lacrosse stick and putting it almost like a swear jar in the middle of our breakfast yeah. table. And if you make any passing reference whatsoever to lacrosse or Chris Hogan playing it, you got to chip in. Yeah. You know, today we had a couple of them. Eric Coleman would have chipped in. Yeah, you're in the hole, bud. <laughs> I'm in the hole big time. Yeah. I mean, I'm in the red. So, I, and I'm fine with that. I may just put in 100 and just be done for the Super Bowl. Um, so we'll do that. And I think we'll talk about lacrosse Julian culture Edelman a little bit. Julian was a quarterback. There's Julian two on Edelman that team that are just glaring. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, we'll talk about uh, lax culture a little bit and uh, lax bros and what they wear and what they do because the la- lacrosse has never been bigger, I think, than it will be the next two weeks ever. For so sure. we'll do a little of that. You know, Kay, you said something that he might have less than 50 yards, and there's a huge part of me that agrees that it's going to be somebody else. But James then, White, yeah, 150 yards. Yeah, right, exactly. I'm not, yeah, Super Bowl MVP. You never know. 28. Amendola. Yeah, you don't know. It could be a guy he that we haven't heard from. He has not yet to make his clutch play of the year, and he's yeah, goes yeah, I guarantee there's a trick the play with his name on it. But here's the thing, though. It's, like, it's, it's the ultimate chess match with McDaniels and the Patriots because – what if they're assuming – I know this is going to sound a little convoluted. What if they're assuming that the Falcons are assuming that uh-huh. Chris Hogan will be the guy again? Sure. So they're, they're assuming that we're not going to use him as much. Guess what? We're going to use him even more. Yeah. yeah. You know when you play rock, paper, scissors, game. I'm like, Nate's going to throw rock, <laughs> so i got to throw paper. But he knows I think he's going to throw rock. Exactly. So I'm gonna That's throw what I'm scissor, saying. Right. So <laughs> is, will Chris Hogan be in the game plan again? Like could, two weeks later, like we're using him in trick plays, and he's running up the seam, and there's going to be plays designed to go to him? It's like the double negative. Double negative. Yes. Or will they do the Patriot way right. and just say, we're not going to use you? And we're going to use. They'll never else. think we throw rock two times in a row. Let's do it because <laughs> they know it. they're going to. He's rock two times in a row. Right. That's it. I don't know. I literally don't know. We should all pick one like obscure, not obscure, semi-obscure player. Who's James not Brady. Devlin. James Devlin. Like I'm going to pick uh, Matthew Slater is going to be the. the no, we the should. Super Fantasy should. Super Bowl. Yeah, or, like oh. MVP. I'm talking we about should. to be MVP. Oh. So just take for a both flyer. sides of the ball. Both sides. Oh, of Brady's going to yeah. win in a matter. For, of um, no, because that's not for the Falcons and the Patriots. We should do that. You know, Larry Brown won the Super Bowl MVP. Not Trey. Deion Branch. It can happen. Deion Branch won. Deion Branch won it with Brady. So we should pick one. We shall see who's right because I like this. I like I, I, your pick is. I'm looking Mr. forward White. to over the next two weeks being convinced that the Falcons could defeat the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, look, they put up 50 points, they'll win. They put up 40 points, they'll win. If they put up 35 points, I think they can win. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. They average 33 points a game, and I don't think the Patriots necessarily. And they held their opponents to 20. Yeah, and the Patriots are a grind them out team. Patriots aren't all. Let's let's have a foot race. I mean, let's go inside a dome and just throw the ball around. But the Falcons can grind it out too. The Falcons, that's something we haven't necessarily seen. Them play a tight game where they won. I mean, usually they win running away with these bombs. I'm going to pick Martellus Bennett as my, my guy. I like that. It's that's not a bad I, pick. He had a three-touchdown game think, this season. I think that's, Marty B is going to have a weird week at the media. Yeah? yeah I think everyone something. in the Belichick yeah, world. KB, you brought it up. From Chad Johnson to Randy Moss has, has played the company line and just gone straight and narrow. I think Marty B is a brand guy. I don't think he's selfish, but I think he knows that this is his moment as well. And and I and I'd be interested to see if he plays he plays it right down the middle this I week. I agree as a brand guy, but he's not a guy that talks about no, I didn't his say brands negative. as often. I feel like he's just an extremely transparent and unapologetic individual. Again, I don't want this to come off negatively. No, 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 it's not. No, I am saying he is also so self aware that he knows this is a huge moment for him personally and his yeah. family. Peter, there's a lot of money to be made. There's the a lot of weeks. money to be made to being the star of Super Bowl week. How many commercials has Marshawn Lynch gotten from his performances in the media? Incredible, a lot. He's no, showing right. up on sitcoms. That's a good point. And that like that. Comes from That's a good point. From not talking. I think about it that way. That comes from. I think the opposite. I think his persona. Lights. His persona of. Really. I don't talk to the media. I'm quiet. I like Skittles. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. It's a good point. I think about so it like Marty that. B is looking at this coming into this week saying, "Were you at Media Day that day that yeah. that Marshall and yeah, I just talked talk? to Michael Robinson as yeah. a translator. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Stupidest crap right. in my life. Sitting <laughs> there, everyone's telling me how smart Marshawn Lynch is. He won't even talk to me. I'm like, I can't, I can't tell you how smart he is. He's not talking to me, and that's kind of the deal. Turned out he's pretty damn smart. He's very smart. <laughs> Look, he's very smart. T-shirts from that stuff. I'm about that action boss. He got multiple. He's got a beast phrases. mode store yeah. in, beast in mode Oakland. Store. That, he did that, Sprite. He did Skittles. He did Conan. All that stuff. So I look at Gronk as last year as like the guy who like embraced it and became you know two years ago he was the party guy and everyone loved it and meet Yosoy Gronk. Summer of Gronk. Yeah. Summer of Gronk. He and he wrote a book and the Gronk whole deal. Is also an institutionalized patriot. He's always been with the Patriots right out of college. Marty B is like a wild card. He's yeah. been with three different teams. He's Johnny come lately and we see the things he keeps popping up with this season are always fun, irreverent, talking about his kids. I think he's going to promote himself. The imagination, creation. Like, again, hilarious quote. Great guy. Yeah. 
Yes. Patriots want you to be straight and narrow. I've never heard Julian Edelman say anything. Amendola, they don't say like hilarious things. So all these cameras are going to be on Martellus Bennett. You're going to have all the late night shows. You're telling me he's going to resist and say, uh, you know, let's do our job. No. But you can't tell me he's going to say something that's inflammatory. Um, not inflammatory. He, I don't think he he's going to like get... incite anything. But I think there he might. He might go outside the dotted lines of what Belichick probably expects. Which is great. He might just be fun to listen to like he's been all season. That's what all I think it's going Chris to be. Chris Long's another one. He's, he's yeah. a free spirit. He says what he wants. Again, I don't, I'm not saying anything negative. I just think there's going to be a lot of spotlight and attention Here's hoping. To, to anybody on the Patriots who steps out of the line yeah. and says things that really are on their mind. If, so I we, agree. We've all been to the Super Bowl. Well, if we were to build like a survival kit or like a – Oh, good a, question. You know, a how to survive Super Bowl week guide. What would you guys throw on that list? Right out the gate, as soon as you get there, you got to get waters and Gatorade. You got to just keep in them your in your room. room. And I'm not talking about the little ones. You go get the jugs and you keep those things right by your bed. If you're going to work throughout the day, you're going to need to hydrate. If you're going to party throughout the night, you're going to hydrate. So that's my first. Hydrate. I'm going to give you my commitment. Don't overcommit. So not that we're such popular people, but don't say I'm going to do this party and this party in one night because you will find yourself in a taxi cab for two hours in the middle of it, or you'll be texting someone and they'll be waiting for you. Yeah. And you're outside the club and it might be different for Nate, Kay, and Kyle, but for Peter Schrager outside the club, it ain't the easiest <laughs> thing to just come strolling right in. So pick one place, get there early, and just kind of get comfortable if you're yeah, going to go out at night. You. I don't think you need to commit to three different parties and see Taylor Swift at three different events. I have not done a lot of partying in the Super Bowl. Where I've done my best hopnobbing is in hotel gyms, hotel fitness centers. Great you walk call. in there, that everybody's is, in there. That is legitimately the opposite of my rule. That's oh, right. so funny. No, they're all I, – I've, I've worked out next to Jim Nance. How about Peter Schrager in Denver? Peter Schrager, I walk in, this guy's spinning. He's watching a spinning class on his phone, <laughs> sweating like crazy. You're hey, lying. Peter, you're right. I'll get you in a little bit. Like he's gonna have a AFC time. championship last yeah, year. Tracy Wolfson's in the next room on the elliptical. <laughs> they're all in the fitness center. That's where I do my network. My, my first thing out. is find a gym outside of the hotel, oh. outside of the area. I want privacy. And I want, you what? Like, you pay a, an extra like yeah, to go to I'll LA like, Fitness for I'll the week. Pay, I'll pay fifty bucks to go to some like. Then you great get to work out next gym. to Adam Shine then. Adam <laughs> Shine. No, nobody's there. It's quiet. It's Kay Adams. Grid. It's absolutely. I don't want to be in the same. I don't What's up, Kay? Working out next to any of you guys. You guys crazy? No way. That's like, Who's better than you? No. <laughs> and that flight home is always such a disaster because there's like set, executives. You're so sick of everybody, and all you do is see everybody that you were with all week or that you didn't want to see all week because they're always on your airplane. You know what's funny? I love so everyone, by the way. Those every flights home are great. Yeah, Kay loves you, although she wants to work out next to mm-hmm. all of you. We, I always have done the thing where we fly back either on Friday afternoon or on Sunday morning, and it's you as you me in Rome walking to the airport. And it's, it's kind of weird that you're not at the game and not being there. The same thing every time. You're walking towards your gate, and there's people arriving wearing Seahawks or Steelers gear. Yeah. And they always say the thing, same thing. Hey, Rome, you're going the wrong way, man. The game's this way. And he's got his head <laughs> over his thing. I love getting the hell out of town before the game because it's like before the real ruckus starts in oh, the traffic. Yeah. I'm so key. excited. So this year, I, I don't know if I'm spoiling it or not, but all three of you guys are going to be playing a role in that NFL Honors show. But – I, I'm going to be working on the post game, so I'm not doing it. But I'm going to be in the stands for NFL honors, watching and enjoying it. But you guys all have separate roles. I think what? we will too. I think we're all sitting together. At this Are show. we okay? I thought you guys were working it. As I part don't of know. The I honestly don't know. I, I, maybe you guys know more than me. Maybe we should edit this out then. <laughs> no, but look, we're, we're, we know we'll be part of it. We just don't necessarily what we're doing because we're like, 12 so days ex- away. I'm yeah, I think so I'm on the red carpet. Are, are you going to have so like a, people come up? I can meet up down there with people that watch the show. Maybe like a tweet up sort of like a meet and greet. Why not? I'm down with it. I used to joke, because uh, Peter King at the Combine every year does a tweet-up, and he says, anyone come to the Sun Brewery, whatever it is. I just feel like we love and, Mexican food. Why not? Hundreds of football fans come, and Pete Prisco, you know, has to say, sure. hey, we're going to have a meet-up at the bathroom in the Indianapolis airport. Who wants to meet <laughs> <talk> like this? <laughs> oh, 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 airport my. bathrooms are the worst. <laughs> I don't know what people are doing in there. I don't know what they ate on their flight. There, oh, my there God. There might be nothing more ego-deflating than us saying, hey, let's have a tweet-up, and no one's showing. So maybe yeah. we avoid the tweet-up. Yeah. yeah. No, no, look, but maybe if they show up, it's a cool thing to do. Yeah. That's true. I'm into it. Tweet up. Yeah. Yeah. If they don't show up, just act like it never happened. Just erase the tweet. Erase the tweet. Any other things we should add to that? Or are we done? Do we want to do a blind item, gentlemen? I think Burleson said he was up to bat. Oh, uh, blind item? Blind item means a celebrity story. You've been around them. You've witnessed them, hung out with them, and you don't ever reveal who it is because maybe it's not the most flattering story Something for that you Until we get off the air and all stop right. recording, and then we immediately find out who it is. Okay. This, all right. It's a blind item. It's kind of like an action movie, all right, with a little bit of drama involved. 
this is quite intense. Okay. Um, if it's too much, then we can edit it out. No. All right, so, I like it already. <laughs> Look, so I'm playing for one of the teams that I played for, and a friend of mine is a guy who, let's say, you know, the women love. Okay. And, and he uh, loves the women. And <laughs> so it's a mutual love. Yeah, yes, yeah, a mutual love. So he's in a, in a relationship with this very beautiful girl. I mean, she was, she was hot topic. And come to find out, she was already in a relationship with somebody that my teammate had knew. I'm talking about was friends with, I'm talking about personal friends with. Went to their wedding together. Nate, I'm trying so hard not to start guessing names. I'm okay, not okay, okay. So <laughs> if you can kind of get that dynamic yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. No, so Ontario already, Smith works at <laughs> the door. So on, they're no. already broken up. Hasn't he been through enough? They're dude. already broken up. But <laughs> the guy finds out that, you know, the my my teammate is talking to his girl. And, you know, you can, but it's not his girl. It's his friend's girl. It's – no, no. It's – yeah, but it's his friend's ex-girl, ex-wife. Mm, okay. Okay, Okay. cool. Friend's but ex-wife. They, he went to their wedding, though, so it's a little bit different. Like, this number one guy rule, don't date my girl. D- definitely don't date my ex-wife. Definitely don't do the do with my ex-wife. So anyway, th- <laughs> the, this whole time, he's friends with the guy, so he's doing this behind his back. Okay, now, okay, it, gets now it gets tricky. He didn't know about it. Now it gets good. Now they're out, out downtown. Partying. No city named. Downtown. Right? It's downtown. Main, they're on Main my Street. My teammate. downtown on Maple Avenue. They're on, they're on my, Main Street. My Elm. teammate <laughs> leaves the club, hops in the car, headed home after a long night of kicking it. Car pulls up behind him. He's like, what's this car doing? It's a little close to me, whatever. He hits the gas. Car hits the gas. He switches the lane. Car switches the lane. He gets off on exit, get back on the freeway. He's got a car tail. Car does the same thing. He has a tail, just like a movie. Gets in a tunnel. Narrows down some of the cities. <laughs> Narrows down some of the cities. Was it called the Holland Tunnel? The window of the car telling him comes down. He doesn't see a face. They're both driving like 50 miles per hour? Yeah. Doesn't see a face. Maybe faster. Doesn't hear music. Doesn't hear voices. He sees a shiny object that shoots bullets. Yeah, it just got real. Whoa. Okay. It Nick. turns to a real serious situation. Now, nobody dies, but there were shots fired. What? Crazy. Okay. Long story short, I don't. It wasn't the the husband. It wasn't the guy, but the husband's friend. Somebody, one of his cohorts, had kind of heard and was like, "Cohorts, yeah, one of his cohorts." We're gonna find out where this guy goes, and we're gonna send him a message. And the message was almost death. So I'll leave my blind Adam right there. Long story short, don't sleep with your friend. (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievable. It's a crazy story. Is that a good story? So, Nate, if someone's sleeping with somebody's friends, you're in a city, there's shots fired, and there's a limo. It's yeah. an ace fable. I would <laughs> think about it, so this story, is Grand Theft Auto. A story is uh, t- uh, tried and true. Yeah. Right. Is this so. a movie starring Vin Diesel it's, and the, and it the Rock? It sounds like it. It was. What? That's how we heard about it in the locker room, and I was like, are you serious? All that happened? And then we go out after work is done, and you know you're headed home, you hop in your car, and you peek, obviously, at the vehicle, and you see like a few ding, ding, ding bullet holes and you're like i guess the story is true and then a couple days later the vehicle was gone it's like oh i gotta get the rims changed like no you don't you gotta get the (laughs) bullet holes you gotta get the girl to your life covered up yeah Yeah, so so what uh, happened did they end up happily ever after uh no 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 no, i like a good love story yeah no no there was no happily ever after on that one so that's a blind item kind of intense but you put me on the spot and on that note we're going to leave it there (laughs) wow uh we'll be down in houston if you guys are down there headed down there tweet us hashtag gmfb we'll uh We'd love for you guys to come to the show. That is a possible thing that you can do. So if you tweet us, we'll let you know how you do that. We'll see you. Say bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.